Ed Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's gonna hit about a two iron, I think. He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's gonna, looks like he's got about an eight iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <laughs> We can get going. Everybody, I would like to welcome you to the official Masters Preview Podcast. We are like 12 hours away from this tournament kicking off right now. The whole year, I, I feel like it's taking way too long to get to the Masters. And then when the Masters is about to start, I feel like I didn't get enough time to digest the Masters. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's it, this is, I think it's fair to say this is the finest event on the oh. golfing calendar, and it's not... There's not even an argument, really. Even really all that close. Some hipsters like to say the Open Championship is the best one. It, it's not. It's, those, it's a great tournament. Those people are very nice. They're just incorrect. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, they just want to be old school. Yeah, it's good mil- for them. These millennials. <laughs> uh, we actually prefer young professionals. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, fuck those guys, which means fuck... Uh, anyway. Masters. The Masters. Focus. We're here... We're close. Oh, you Again. know what? I have, um, you know what? I usually don't come this prepared, but I came <laughs> really, really prepared Please. today for this podcast. Yes. I've got exclusive audio of something Masters related. You do now? Yeah. It's breaking news. So let me just play this audio and then I'll, I'll tell you what it is. That was Dustin Johnson falling down the stairs <laughs> at the rental property that he has in Augusta because he's too stupid to learn uh, that you can't walk on uh, greased up hardwood floors with socks on, which is something that everybody else in the world has already learned. Well, okay, so we we are lucky enough to be recording this podcast just a couple of hours after the news came out that Dustin Johnson has slipped down the stairs of his Augusta rental home and he is questionable for tomorrow. He is currently you know, icing his back, taking anti-inflammatories in an attempt to hopefully get out and play. He does have the very last tee time on round one. He doesn't tee off until what I believe is about 2 o'clock in the I'm afternoon. Sure, I'm sure he'll be taking 11 o'clock a West lot Coast of time. ibuprofen and ice and stuff like that. But don't you think that with such a new injury that it usually gets worse before it gets better yeah, right i think so and i do want to give a shout out to our friend john morris who sent us uh, a nice little thing from at pft commentator on twitter who said i would have thought that of all people dustin johnson would know better than to try to skip 12 steps <laughs> that's kind of corny <laughs> i don't like it it's too stupid uh, anyway uh, well i mean what what do we know anything about the circumstances? When did this happen exactly? Uh, it happened uh, earlier this afternoon, but really, uh, so it all, happened in the daytime. All, all it really, you know, obviously, I would love to see Dustin Johnson come into this thing in top form. I, I would love to see him playing his best golf with the Masters getting underway. He was the incredibly deserving odds-on favorite. However, he is no longer the favorite no, for this he, golf tournament. He shouldn't be, and you know the fact that he may not even compete. Uh, I hear it's a serious. 
I don't there I don't think they've evaluated that he's got a an injury per se, but I hear that he's in quite a bit of pain. Sure. And, and that, that it was a bad fall. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably going to be listening on the way to work or something on Thursday morning right as the tournament's getting started and it's very likely they'll know more information by the time that rolls around. So I I won't go on too far into speculating because I'm sure, like I said, most of you guys listening to this will probably know what's what's shaken down by the time you're listening to this anyway. However, as of Wednesday night, he's gone from a 5-1, to one, uh, according to sportsbook.ag, he's gone down to 9-1 to one and now has the third best odds uh, to win the Masters this weekend. Jordan Spieth is now the overall favorite. Depending on what book you're looking at, he's anywhere from like plus 550 to 6-1, to one, so plus 550 to plus 600 for Jordan Spieth. Rory McIlroy's looking like he's got about the second best odds in this tournament right now at about seven to one, and then DJ so pe- at nine to one. So people are are discounting Jason Day a pretty good amount because of the, the mom stuff. A pretty and- good amount. I mean, as far as I know, everything I've read, he's he's locked in. He's ready to play. Um, Seems like is, his he should have just as good a chance of winning this tournament as Spieth and and McIlroy. I thought so too, but I mean, what has he done so far this year? But he's so talented. He's so talented. And what he, have I mean, Spieth's been been sharp? Mm-hmm. But uh, McElroy, he did miss the cut at the Shell Houston Open last week. That's fine. But you probably know, wanted more time off. I, I would agree. And uh, I mean, Jordan Spieth has won already this year. So I mean, he's you know he's playing halfway decent golf. I mean, if you look back the last couple of months, so he, I, I think he should be the overall favorite. I mean, his worst fucking finish is second place in the last three years. It's true. I mean, so you got you got to like his odds. Um, and there's just a lot of intrigue in terms of who's going to win this golf tournament this weekend. So since this is our actual preview, we went over a bunch of storylines that we were talking about uh, in last week's podcast. I'll follow up on one or two of those before we just start to dive into who we like at the tournament this weekend. Um, and the big, the biggest storyline that I think we reviewed last week was the weather. Um, when we surveyed the climate at Augusta National Golf Club about eight or nine days ago, it looked ugly. Yeah, it did. It looked very, very ugly. Ugliusta <laughs> National. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. <laughs> That's great. It was as bad as that tweet. <laughs> and uh, no, better. The weather now is actually looking like it's going to be okay. So it's uh, for Thursday. It's according to Active Weather. Do you think that happens all the time? Yeah, it, totally. Um, but I'm sick of it. it. This does lead to something that we did talk about last week in terms of a certain player who may really benefit from a softer course but not necessarily playing in bad conditions. Right. So That's we'll, true. So we'll, we'll get to that here in just a second. Very sensible observation. So tomorrow, uh, there's supposed to be a high of 63 and a low of 47. This is all according to AccuWeather.com. Got to give credit to those weather guys. And so uh, tomorrow, there's some clouds in the sky, a little bit of sun. It should be windier in the afternoon. It'll be a little cooler. So how much wind How much wind are they supposed to get in the afternoon? Uh, I've heard rumors that it could be up to 30 miles an Ooh, hour. Ooh, that's, that's real wind. I mean, oh, who my who, God. Who knows what, what it's actually going to be. But I mean, but even there's been 30 mile an hour at Augusta at this time of year several times. I mean, when Trevor Immelman won it in 2008, I mean, they were dealing with like 35, 40 mile an hour gusts, I thought, pretty much all day Sunday, weren't I think, they? I think any time you get up into the teens, it starts having a pretty significant effect on sure. shots. Well, especially on the, the greens. The greens might be more so than anywhere else. I mean, you're putting on tabletops that are tilted at a 20 degree angle. Have yeah. we heard much about the green speeds this week? The only thing I've heard is uh, Jordan Spieth commenting about the wind's impact on on the greens. So they're and, presumably glassy, as they're, usual. They're going to be glassy despite the, the rain. I mean... Wednesday today, the par three contest was canceled due to thunderstorms. 
a lot of rain came down. So I imagine it's going to be a little softer than it obviously would be if it hadn't rained. But, you know, the, the irrigation system they've got at that golf course, especially whatever that fancy system is they have under the putting greens, is so unbelievably spectacular that they're still they're still going to be so slick tomorrow and then for the rest of the week. It's it's going to be crazy. So if you have 15 to 20 mile an hour winds, like you said, on those glossy greens, if you're sitting five feet above the hole, you better just hold your nutsack and just go. I mean, it's like... Make it or don't. Yeah, make it. I mean, it's... Uh, it's make it be, or fall right down yeah, the stairs. It's going to be treacherous out there, man. Like I, I agree. So, um, yeah. So, quickly to go through the weather. 63 is the high... Uh, forecasted high for round one. Uh, for Friday, it's supposed to be mostly sunny, but the the breeze will continue with a high of 64. And then, look, things are really looking like they are going to be pretty nice over the weekend. A high of 70 on Saturday, and the forecast says plenty of sunshine. And the forecast for the final round on Sunday, a high of 78. Ooh. And the description of Balmy. That, the description of that day's weather is sunny. Ooh pleasant oh and warmer oh that's wonderful <laughs> it's making me warmer how can the sunday of the masters not be pleasant <laughs> that's a that's a stupid thing to put in the weather forecast <laughs> so well yeah that changes things yeah big uh, time. first of all let's uh just say how great it is that we don't think we're going to have a weather delayed masters this a monday finish to the masters fuck that it would not be ideal. They should move it to a different golf course before yeah, they yeah. allow a Monday finish. <laughs> but, yeah, we were talking last week about Rory McIlroy's penchant for succeeding mm-hmm. when courses are soft. Sure. It doesn't seem like that's going to be what happens this week because we know that Augusta drains fantastically. Mm-hmm. They haven't been getting a shitload of rain. Uh, I mean, they got the Wednesday rain. It was significant enough to cancel the par three contest. Sure. But... In and of itself, I think the course can take it. So we might just see uh, like a half day of softness. And we all know that wind dries out uh, wet golf courses uh, as effectively as sun does. And we've Mm -hmm. got looks like a combination of both over the weekend and no rain in the forecast. Uh, From what I can see right now, it is at the moment that we are recording this podcast. It is currently thunderstorming on Augusta National. However, it appears to, you know... If this weather guy is worth the salt and he's giving me the truth, it will be cleared up by tomorrow by the time the first round starts. Now, it's looking like the afternoon is going to be windier tomorrow. So it would seem to me that whoever's teeing off early in the morning is going to certainly have an advantage, at least for round one. Yes, they'll they'll get the softest conditions Mm -hmm. and they'll get the conditions that are probably most similar to the ones that they were practicing in. Yeah. And the least of the wind. So you, you do always have to, if you're considering betting or uh showing off to your friends about who you think is going to win the draw is critically important yeah to figuring that out and i completely agree with you our friend john morris whoever says it that uh yeah the morning guys have an advantage well i know i mean it's looking like mike weir larry mize those guys are gonna be you know ahead of the pack tomorrow teeing off at 822 and 833 what do you No, I think Mike Weir needs it to be dry so he can, <laughs> you know, actually hit a par four in two shots. So before we start getting into it, um, <laughs> I have something. Okay, I you know my brain is scattered all over the place. So if I put you on the spot right now, best bet to finish dead fucking last. <laughs> oh my god! Who's got the worst number? Didn't at the end of Friday. Uh, at the end of Friday. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I've been looking to see if this is a prop bet anywhere, and I can't find it. 
So I figured it's up to what about, us. What about guys who withdraw? Uh, not including guys who withdraw. Mm. So Jeez, who, that's tough. Who is, has is the absolute Steven, worst number on the score on the scoreboard at the end of Friday? Stephen Bowditch isn't in the field, is he? I don't believe so. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's why I like... A, Mike Weir, Larry Mize, Sandy Lyle. It'll be Sandy Lyle, probably. He's yeah. not that bad, though. There's got to be somebody awful. worse than him. Um, Trevor Immelman? No. No. <laughs> I mean, they're... I got to pick Sandy, I guess. Man, this is a really, really tough Marco one. Mira hung it up already? Marco Mira is still there. I mean, I would say, of all the guys, their best bet to finish last... I think Sandy Lyle's probably the safe bet. Yeah. Um, You know, Ian Woosman. Ooh, well, yeah, might be Ian Woosnam. I think I'd, I, Sandy Lyle, for some reason, I think has played a little better than Woosnam has. Yeah. Woosnam, you don't hear from ever. I would say Rod Pampling, but he did tie for fifth in 2005. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's he doing in the tournament? I, I don't know. Uh, Must have qualified. Apparently so. So, I mean, I guess he's there for some reason. Yeah, he didn't win the Masters. <laughs> no, 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 he did not. Jesus. Hey, uh, before I forget. Please. The Dustin Johnson tumbling down the stairs, MC Escher uh, thing that happened today. This is the biggest story of the tournament, is it not? Of course. Okay. Of course. Okay. But it reminds me of uh, <laughs> the story from the 90s where Greg Norman hosted Bill Clinton at his palatial Florida estate for like an overnight visit. I don't think uh, anybody's wife was on that visit, so <laughs> take from that what you will. Maybe they were. And uh, it wasn't Greg Norman, but Bill Clinton took a big fucking spill down the stairs, and I think he broke something in really? that fall. It was during his presidency, huh? during the waning days. It's, it's, it's not not ringing any bells. The speculation is that they perhaps were drinking. Oh, really? It could be that they weren't, <laughs> but it could be that they were. I have heard people speculating that... Uh, Paulina was probably requesting Dustin to do some silly-ass Instagram video that required him to dance on top of a flight of stairs, and he just forgot to take his tube socks off and just... And we, we, I mean, just because a guy falls down some stairs doesn't mean he relapsed and was drinking. <laughs> it really doesn't. But, you know, so I've heard that speculation. Hmm. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't add to it. I think that's not warranted. Interesting. But... Uh, I do kind of want to know more about the details. Like, were they wool socks? How many steps did he fall down? I, I have to admit, if, if I start looking up news in the middle of this podcast, I'm going to be even more useless than I already am, which is to a great degree. So, uh, If he's got the last tee time, somebody's going to grab him when he's warming up tomorrow, although he might cut that short. But they'll, they'll have to get a hold of him and ask him what happened yeah well i mean he's he has I think his last, agent made statements right he has the last yeah his agent made a statement he has the last tea time tomorrow he goes off at 203 p.m local time it's not that late it's not that late although that's like, i hope he's he does got play. The, and he's got the wind to contend with in terms of scoring mm -hmm. so you think about what i you know the effect of the injury on a guy's golf game i heard is he landed on his arms and i heard he landed on his lower back so it's mainly a lower back injury. Right. That's bad. It's not fucking awful is what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's is he going to be Tiger Woods for the next couple of days? It's possible. Uh, and if, you mean absent? <laughs> and uh, he, he actually has a relatively quiet-looking kind of load because yeah. he's just so big that he doesn't do a lot of contorting. Sure. But he goes after the fucking ball. He absolutely does. And so it's going to be tough to see that he will be able to continue doing that. And I don't really know if he 
can dial it back. Uh, I don't. He's never had an injury history that I can recall when it comes to his back. Mm-hmm. So he probably doesn't have an adaptive way of dealing with it. And it could just be too painful for him. Like yeah. He just might not be able to do it. I think until I learn more information, I am just completely abandoning the idea of Dustin Johnson winning this event. I saw the adjusted odds. I think the first adjustment to them immediately moved them to 7-1, to one, and then now mm-hmm. you told me it was 9. So it yeah. keeps moving down, Yeah, which suggests that most of the money, is smart money, is, is on him uh, not succeeding. I think it's a... Uh, Pretty pretty stupid to bet on Dustin Johnson to win the tournament with this so. news. I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there, a lot of people who have got the bets, hundreds of thousands of people with tickets in their hand. That's a shame. At, to win with, it five with to one, terrible less. odds. Yeah, well, that's why we waited to do the podcast until now. You you shouldn't be placing you know bets yet. I think if tonight at midnight is a great time to go place your Masters yeah, wagers. From what I understand, he probably if he withdraws before the tournament and doesn't hit a shot, it's probably off the board. But if I think if he tees it up, then mm. it, it's it's. The, the the bets are good, but it could be that they're they're all good. I would no be matter what. Kind of surprised if he doesn't tee it up at all. I mean, it is the Masters. You got to think that he's if it's possible for him to get out there and swing at all, he's going to go. He's going to try. Probably. You know. So. But it, you know, when you sleep on these injuries, you know, you're you're not moving. He he might be in such pain that he can't sleep. But mm. if you sleep on it, it it tightens up. I think we've all we've all sort of fallen or had a, an injury like this, and then we wake up the next day and you feel like hell. If there's anybody, and if there's anybody on tighten tu- up, if there's anybody on tour that's used to you know going all night without sleeping. It's definitely Dustin Johnson. Well, that's he's, true. Yeah, he's, he, Good he point. Might, he might be just. Although fine. I mean, he he always, he always had help. <laughs> uh. You know, it can be wild down in Augusta. You know, who knows? Well, so here's an interesting thing, and I, I hate to harp on his uh, addiction because it's not really very fair. But oftentimes, when a guy's in recovery and he gets hurt, they can't give him the same painkillers that they would give people who don't have those problems because of obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So it could be that he's limited Hmm. in the kinds of treatments that he can receive. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, He can't give him Vicodin or any sort of those common prescriptions for low-strength opiates. So that's going to make it even more unlikely. I don't think a cortisone shot would necessarily help an injury like this. Well, it's, it's not only a bummer for him, but it's a bummer for all of us golf fans because you know, obviously, we we want to, we want to see Dustin Johnson playing really well at Augusta. I'd like to see everybody play well at Augusta because it just makes for a better golf tournament. But also, from a viewer standpoint, especially those of us who are going to be watching on television, the later tee times in round one is chock full of supreme talent. They, this this thing is pretty backloaded. How's tomorrow. It, how's anyone going to go to work tomorrow and do anything? I um. Yeah, I intend on watching golf all day tomorrow with a laptop open to make it seem like I will be being, you know, productive. Um, and I will be productive. I will be marinating in Master's glory. The screen of my computer in my office faces the door. Oh, so I you got to fix that. I work and I can't see people walk by my office. That's a tactical error. You got to fix and that. Immediately. But the the beauty of it is that I do have a door. Hmm. So that door is going to be shut tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly quite shut. <sighs> yes, it should. I mean, I, I, I'd seriously think about just no showing up to work tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'd have to go back Friday. 
It's kind of like a cock tease to take a day off in the middle of the week. Can you just get sick for two days? This is a great yeah, two. This that's, is a, that's, that's a hard Thursday and Friday pull. is a great, great two day stretch to go under the weather. I think in in future years that's what I'll do, but yeah. it's too late now. Well, I seem I mean, too healthy today. If you're a, a cough, if you're more. a real golf fan, you just got to request these, you know, paid vacation days, couple couple days in advance to be primo. Yeah, I've always wanted two screens. <laughs> It'll help me work sometimes, so I could just have the ma- the master screen and the work screen. Correct, sir. You can work while you watch golf. It's not so distracting. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. It's, it's, like, like, it's, it's like baseball. It's, it's still a very good background sport. It's not like all the MMA fights that I watch. <laughs> uh. Well, as a I'm sorry, as a large MMA fan, let's let's jump into some of these uh, these prop bets that we have. I, I want your your thoughts on some of these. These are the bets that Carrot Top would make. Precisely bets. right. So, uh, is the course record going to be tied or bested in this tournament? No, no. Ten to one. Keep your money. Don't put it on there. Uh, a first time participant. Winning that could happen. The first time participants are getting better. They are getting much and better. And the, the John Rom heat is is legit. It's hot. The heat is he hot. Is, he is hot heat. So if you so right now they have the according to Sportsbook AG they have the top debutante, which is the I guess the first time. It's the one you want to bang the most. <laughs> so this is these are just odds just amongst fellow first time participants at Augusta, and John Rom is a two to one in terms of top. Top first-time participants. Even I don't typically like two-to-one bets much, but that isn't so bad. That seems I mean, fair. He, to his me. world ranking is so good. With how well he's playing right now, you'd be fucking crazy. You look not at to do that. Yeah, I mean, the, the lazy man's way of deciding who's going to play well in a golf tournament is, you know, course history, which obviously he doesn't have any of, but mm-hmm. he could be great at it. Uh, world ranking and recent finishes. Mm-hmm. The, those are the factors you look at. He's got it all going. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other first-time participants that uh, seem to have pretty decent odds would be uh, Tyrell Hatton, Thomas Peters, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Hadwin, who has, has one nice beard. Sometimes uh, nice beard. He's shot fifty-nine on tour already this year. Oof! Uh, did he lose uh, that tournament? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I do like my boy Siwoo Kim at forty to one for top first-time participant. I thought he fell out of form a little bit. He was going great last year. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not like he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. You know, forty to one. At forty numbers. to one, hey, throw three bucks on it. Maybe yeah. one hundred twenty. Who knows? It could be. Could be. So, so what are we looking at for um, Peters? For Thomas Peters, now are we talking about overall or just debutant? Just according to debutants, for Thomas Peters, they have him at six to one. So John yeah, Rahm at two to one, yeah. Tyrell Hatton at four to one, Thomas Peters at six to one, Fleetwood at seven to one, Adam Hadwin at eight to one. Yeah, I like Rom and Peters yeah. out of that group. Peters was impressive in the Ryder Cup. It shows me that he's not really going to be too intimidated by the stage. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the next one for you. Top American. Where? Well, the, Where the DJ go? thing, you know, we got to toss him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other Americans? Uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's go over the top again. So Jordan Spieth at four to one. Uh, Dustin Johnson, actually. Well, now that the odds reflect the injury. I think the this is pre-injury odds. Is it really? Um, just Wait a for, minute. It's just, impossible. Just for top American. No, no. For the, the, the odd, top American would track the the winner bet. I would I would have thought so. But yeah, no, this reflects the injury. 
Um, has well, to. No, Dustin Johnson's still at nine to four, and Jordan Spieth is at four to one. So nine to is, four is ahead. So he's yeah, the favorite. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I thought that Spieth uh, was the favorite. You got Phil Mickelson at nine to one, Ricky Fowler at ten to one, Bubba at fifteen, Justin Thomas at fifteen, and Matty Kuchar at twenty-two to one. And there's a lot of good names on that. Kind of goes. Man, it's really, really interesting to see how many good names are on this American list at long, long odds. Speeth at four to one isn't so terrible. No, no, no. I think that's pretty good. Uh, Pat Reed at thirty to one. JB Holmes at thirty. Reed, to Reed one. at thirty to one is good too. Russell Henley at thirty-five to one. Henley, the Henley's the Augusta guy, right? He's from. He's from. Or he's from or correct. College. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. You know, I, I liked Russell Henley last year in the Masters, and he played fairly well. A little underwhelming, but not yeah. bad. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Justin Thomas, come on. I, I like it. I like it. I'd rather take Justin Thomas than Bubba. I know Bubba's won twice. But, I agree. But Bubba, have you seen him lately, by the way? Bubba? Yeah. No, not in person, no. He must have lost 80 pounds. He mm-hmm. he looks like a skeleton. That can't be good. I think it's good in the sense that it shows that his head is in the game. Like, he's obviously on some sort of regimen. He thought he'd gotten to be like a fat piece of shit. Or he's just eating bird food for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess it shows that he cares. So maybe he's in grind mode. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that's kind of an X factor that you think about. Typically, if you're getting Bubba Watson 15 to 1 on any bet at the Masters, you should take it. Probably should take it, yeah. Uh, and years past, his winner, and, you know, top Americans easier than the winner bet. And his winner bet in years past has been usually around nine. Mm-hmm. So if you think Bubba is going to suck it up and act like a man this week, then that's excellent numbers. I'm not persuaded, but I, I do think that there are, uh, you know, burning bushes out there that'll tell you that he might play well this week. Sure. Is there going to be a playoff on Sunday? Yes. You get three to one odds. There is going to be a playoff. I like that. I would be, Super down, yes, for a Sunday evening playoff on Augusta National. Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy in a playoff would Dude. be quite erotic for the all of us. Load and I would blow into my pants if that was the case would just be—it's irrational. Hard, it's hard to believe that we haven't seen the two of them really stare each other down in a thing. That has to, to, be, to the best of my recollection. That has to be what we're rooting for, isn't it? Oh, of course. That—that's yeah. Except unless if Tiger Woods is the alternate for DJ and he withdraws <laughs> and Tiger shows up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that would be fantastic. The two of them are just different enough to be a good rivalry. Yeah, totally. But we haven't really seen it established yet. We've seen, you know, they've they've competed against each other in, in a bunch of tournaments and in the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. But to the best of my recollection, they've never been uh, the two main guys coming down the stretch Sunday at an important tournament. No, and this seems like... The perfect place for them to start that tradition, and they're both—they both have demon problems. You know, maybe there could be some sort of Patrick Reedish uh, character who makes a Sunday charge, and the two of them are in the last group, and it's kind of like they're making a bunch of pars, and what's going to happen? Which one of them is going to blink first? That would obviously be the best outcome for golf. Yeah. We 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 need to establish the rivalry. I mean, if you think about it, the last serious rivalry, and rivalries are, are hard to come by in golf because. Guys so rarely play great at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. It's not like tennis. And I love tennis, but it's just not the same. So the last great rivalry that golf had was was Phil and Tiger. 
And even that was barely a rivalry. What about Michael Campbell, Tiger? <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, no, I mean, you, you're right, though. I mean, it, golf has been starved for rivalries, and rivalries are, are critical to individual sports. Totally. And so we didn't have one. I mean, we had a few. We had, you would have thought of Tiger and VJ as a rivalry, but VJ was so low key. Yeah. That he didn't really feed into it. He's just it so Fijian, you know. Well, it's not that necessarily, <laughs> but he is. He is laid back. Uh, even though he works quite hard, he he doesn't. He's he's not stirring the pot. Phil is a is a loudmouth, and that's why. And he's very anti-Tiger in terms of personality, so that's why it worked. But they never, if you get right down to it, besides the Beth Page Open two thousand two, they never really were rivals either. Yeah, it's true. So it goes to show it doesn't take much to establish what's considered like a timeless rivalry. It doesn't have to be Tom Watson and and Nicholas or Trevino and Nicholas or you know any of those kind of uh, real top-notch rivalries. But they're both young. They're both in good form. There's no reason to think either of them is going to suck ass mm-hmm. this week. So I think golf fans deserve a showdown with, with Spieth and McElroy. Damn it, we deserve this. My life is so hard. I ask for so little. <laughs> so, obviously, I think we're both agreeing. We know what we want. Now the question is, as I pose it to you, who is going to win this thing? Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. He's probably the favorite now yes. after DJ's out. So, And I was going to say Dustin Johnson until... He wore the wrong socks. All right, so let's just go over the top ten here real quick and just give a couple of I always choose the, the favorite on, in this tournament. Main, I feel bad, but I do. Let's just go over the, the main contenders. We'll give you a little bit of their odds in that way. So if some people don't want to pick Jordan Spieth, uh, maybe give you know a couple thoughts on those guys, and then we'll start to wrap this thing up. How's, how's that sound? Sounds right. So top uh, top contenders going into this tournament. Jordan Spieth right now is at plus, and these are according to Bovada. Okay. Mm. Uh, Jordan Spieth at plus 650. Rory at plus 700. DJ at plus 750. Jason Day at plus 1600. And so that's the fourth best odds on this tournament right now, according to Bovada. So Day, Jason Day's health is not in question right now. I don't is believe it? so. No. For the first time in history? He's doesn't... O- only mental health. Yeah. I like Day at plus 1600 if he's mm-hmm. healthy. I mean, the, that is an excellent value. You know who I like? At plus 1800. Yeah, boy. Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, you can't go wrong with Hideki. I I mean, the fucking guy seems to take a hand off a club for at least like four shots around. But <laughs> And they all seem to go 385 fucking yards right center of the fairway. He's just, it's horse, horses for courses. The guy loves Augusta. <laughs> yeah. And he's a high ball player. He'll probably benefit from whatever soft conditions there are. Although you do have to consider the wind effect on Hideki. Mm-hmm. Um Typically, a highball player would suffer more in the wind. Sure. I'm not sure whether Hideki is one of those typical highball players. I did hear uh, this morning. I was listening to my our local radio uh, sports radio station, KNBR 680, the sports and, leader, <laughs> and the uh, one of the morning show hosts, Brian Murphy, who used to actually work the golf beat for the San Francisco Chronicle before he uh, went on to KNBR. He was making his picks, and he picked Matsuyama to win this thing. And the other guy told him that is a journalist's nightmare. I would love to have the winner of Augusta sitting up there at a press conference on Sunday talking about his tournament and not being able to speak English. Well, hey, <laughs> you know, what can you do? I think it would be awesome if he won it. I mean, personally, I mean, you know, just, just from a viewing standpoint. I think Hideki Matsuyama is the most engaging uh, Asian player 
on the PGA Tour. Yeah. He's I, really interesting, and he's got a good attitude. He's kind of fiery. He did very fiery. Yeah, yeah. So I, he's my favorite player who uh, hails from Asia who's playing right now, and he's the best player. Oh, totally. Without a doubt. Hands down. So I think one thing that I noticed from those odds, I don't like any of them much I th- except for Matsuyama mm-hmm. um, and Day. Those yeah. are both good. Day is the best value. Spieth and Matsuyama are both at good prices. Those are both good bets. I think Henrik Stenson should be, you know, thought about. He just why, hasn't, wh- he hasn't been playing very well lately. That's fine. He's Henrik Stenson. I like to think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, his, Henrik right now is at plus 300 or plus 3,000. It appears he has the 10th best odds. Plus 3,000 for thing. Henrik Stenson in a major? Come on. Adam he's, Scott, his health is okay former too, Masters right? champion, is also at plus 3,000. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. So, Scott, Scott might not be a terrible pick either. I'd rather take Stenson than Scott. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I've got a bug up my ass about never taking Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. And I had a bug up my ass last you at last British Open about never taking Stenson. Yeah, that's true. Well, so, know. I guess that always backfires hey. on me. But Stenson at, at plus 3,000 is not a thing you typically see. Mm-hmm. I think that's undervalued for him. And if you think about a tournament where maybe a low ball hitter hmm. is going to be called for in some high wind situations. Sure. Could be a Stenson kind of tournament. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very, hit, very good point. Guy hits line drives. I, I I do like Henrik Stenson despite him not playing that well lately. Um, so like I said, he's got the 10th best odds, uh, a little better than Henrik Stenson. You have Phil at plus 2,500. Not bad. You have he's in pretty good form. John Rahm at plus twenty five hundred. Oh, that's insane! Isn't no, that insane? Plus twenty five hundred is not. I not get that he's hot right appropriate now. Appropriate value. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Justin Rose at plus twenty two hundred. I loved. I always loved Justin I al- Rose. I, I could Justin. never bet against that guy. Anybody that just wants a safe, nice bet that you can just feel comfortable with, just bet on Justin Rose. I think if you just, you, could, you could almost bet in any tournament. I think if you just bet top ten bets for Justin Rose every tournament of the year, you'd probably do okay at the end of the year. I would. I would assume so. Yeah. And then you got uh, Ricky Fowler at plus eighteen hundred. I've heard a lot of chatter, much like uh, ISIS and Al Qaeda uh, engage in chatter. I've heard a lot of chatter about Fowler being kind of an under the radar ish good pick for this week. Mm-hmm. He's got the sixth best odds out of anybody, or tied for the fifth best odds with Hideki, both at plus eighteen hundred. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a bad pick, but I'd, I'd probably rather take Hideki. Yeah, I think I'd rather take Matsuyama as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think the odds are on the last gentleman to win a green jacket? Oh, I mean, he's been playing like a dog, so they've probably got to be... Are we talking about the money line? He's just a, playing like a big pile of Yorkshire pudding asshole. I mean, this just is not good. Plus uh, 5,500. Um... Low, he what? is at plus twelve thousand five hundred. Are you serious? I Boy, sh- that's a sharp fall. That is not great. I saw the funniest. <laughs> I saw the funniest article the other day, and the article actually—it's not worth reading. It didn't actually talk about this question, but the headline was great. It was something like, "Why is nobody paying attention to Danny Willett?" We didn't want to pay attention to Danny yeah, Willett no, last year when he won. I mean. It, <laughs> 
he kind of you know backed he played he played really solid golf and he he deserved to win but he he sort of backed in unceremoniously into victory and then it's a little different and then he's when... and he's off-putting to a lot of people he's kind of charmless and to me yeah and to most and so he promptly fell off the face of the earth golf wise he sucked at the Ryder Cup he he still has a lot of potential he had a long stretch of good golf before he won the Masters mm-hmm. so you know he's he's not a, a dud but. Um, the reason why no one's paying attention to him is because he's not playing well. Yeah. That's the main reason. Yeah, exactly right. Can I throw just a couple of other names out there and some odds that I sure. think are very, very tempting? Yes. Uh, these are a combination of guys that, when I take a look at their odds, I like. I like what that sounds like. It's a bet that I'd consider making. Or it's going to be guys that I know you've got a little thing for, and I just want to see what your thoughts are on the kind of odds that they have Brooks to win this Kepka. thing. Do you want to know what Brooks Kepka's odds are? Sure. Plus 6,600. Good bet. Good bet. Our boy, Mark Leishman at plus five thousand. I I always love Leishman. I'll go down on that ship. I think I'm going to place a wager on Mark Leishman to win at plus five thousand. I liked Leishman better when people didn't know how good he was. Yeah. So now that's kind of priced in. He got famous at that Open Championship. Yeah, that is tough. Uh, what do you think on What do you think about Cooch at plus eight thousand? Can Cooch win at Augusta? Does <laughs> he hit the ball Christ. Long I don't think he's just. I don't think he's got it in him to win a major. You don't think maybe so, a top huh? ten bet for him? Okay, a, a top ten for him. I think I think that could work. Um, former PGA champion Jimmy Walker at plus ten thousand. I'll take that bet. Yeah, why not? Kevin Kisner plus twelve thousand twelve thousand five hundred. Same bet. as Danny Willett. Good bet too. I always yeah. I always like Southern guys at Augusta. I have a feeling like they uh, embrace the. Uh, colonial mentality of uh, the tournament <laughs> even further than other people uh what about your seymour brother zach johnson oh, i'm gonna throw that thing in the garbage but it's just i just need something new to look at i i love zach johnson uh for some reason doesn't necessarily feel like a week for him but if you he's think one about, in bad weather this, this if you think before. about it though he's not a bad um he's not a bad player in bad weather mm-hmm. he um is certainly an excellent putter knows the greens He's not a high ball hitter either. Right. So actually, probably a good pick this week. He could be kind of frisky. Um, What's the number for him? Let's see here. Zach Johnson is at plus 12,500. So Danny good, Willett, good bet. Kevin Kisner, and Zach Johnson all have the same odds to go into this thing. Between those three, who would you say you like the most? Mm. Uh, Johnson. Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with you. Um, I know you said you like Southern gentlemen going to this tournament. What about Northern gentlemen? No. What about super northern gentlemen? Like what are we talking? Like Danish Santa level. Claus, Santa Claus? Danish level. <laughs> oh. Scandinavian gentlemen, like a young Soren Kelsen who we really liked oh, going Jesus to the open last Christ. year. Christ. No. He's just not uh, he doesn't seem like an Augusta player to me. I saw him win at uh Royal County Down, which is decidedly the opposite of Augusta, <laughs> although equally cool. Although some people do forget that Augusta, when Bobby Jones and Alistair McKenzie first laid this golf course out um, back in the 30s, they wanted it to basically play like a true Lynx-style golf course. Yeah, that didn't happen. It, it, it stayed intact like that for a while, and then it just didn't. Yeah, I mean... It, the greens are it, still very much Lynx-like, but it the has, rest of the golf course doesn't quite play in that same fashion as it used to. Yeah, I mean, it has Lynx attributes in the sense that you you do benefit from having a ground game at augusta yeah absolutely. but, but uh, that's about it and other than that you know I, 
I don't really like uh, Ernie Els to win at plus 40,000. <laughs> it's uh, his last Masters. It's sad. I know, that is kind of sad. He seems like a guy who should be like Professor Emeritus at every major. Yeah. It, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I, I would like to see him just give him an exemption. Let him keep playing. But... It's, it's really shocking that he didn't win more majors. He had a couple shots, man. Was it 2000 and 2004? He got, t- he got, t- he got tigered in the ass. He, did. he was one of those guys. He got it. He probably got tigered in the ass worse than every other golfer. Yeah, you're probably right. VJ maybe a couple, you know, would have had double what he had. So mm-hmm. L's VJ, Phil sorta, but not so much. It was mostly those guys mm-hmm. who got, like I said, tigered in the ass. Okay, so odds aside, it sounds like you're picking Jordan to win this week. Yeah, it's probably because I want him to. Yeah, I think he'll get past the demons. I think he's strong enough to do that. He's done it before. Sure. He's had demons. He's fucked up a million times, and he's succeeded. So I think he can do it. I don't necessarily want this guy to win, but because of that weather thing that we were talking about before, about him just being really great on golf courses that have been softened up due to weather but aren't necessarily being contested in inclement weather, I'm inclined to pick Rory for this thing. Yeah. I, I I don't want him to win another major while he's still engaged or married. <laughs> uh, I don't want to reward him for his, his repeated mistakes in his personal <laughs> life. But no, no, I'm kidding sort of about that. But sort it'd of. be I like Rory a lot. I think it'd be great to see him win, but it'd be kind of think about how much more interesting it would be in the long run if he still is chasing the career grand slam. It's always a good back pocket storyline at the Masters now. It's becoming like an annual tradition. Agreed. Well, if he's going to do it, it uh, seems like this year's as good a chance as he'll have. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's in decent Tiger form. Woods isn't in the field. It's wide open. Exactly. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, if, he probably is the one who, who uh, you know, buttered up Dustin Johnson's staircase. <laughs> I mean, really, the guy's trying everything. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, any other thoughts on the Masters before we just uh, that it, bid it, adieu? Just that it kicks ass. It's the best. I hope everybody listening to this just goes and just enjoys just the living shit out of this golf tournament. It's some of the best four days of golf. Yeah, those of you who are year. those of you who are uh, thinking about a, a breakup or a divorce or anything like that should should do that before the weekend because it would be an ideal time not to have any other obligations <laughs> and you you want to do it anyway. So just do it and then watch all the golf and you'll completely understand the decision that you just made uh it's fantastic before we go i got 30 seconds for one question that's not masters related that i have to ask you of about of course what did you think about that bullshit lexi thompson stuff from last yeah. sunday yeah oh my god i, I mean, mean she got she got screwed job I, I uh used to be kind of of the mentality that hey you know you enforce the rules whatever but it is deeply unfair and this is something people have said a million times, but it's it is, and I've come around. It's deeply unfair to have people who are more at risk of those kinds of things being enforced against them just because of the way the producers decide to telecast the the golf tournament. Sure. So it it really is not a level playing field. No. When you have certain players, usually the better players, subjected to much greater scrutiny, and. Uh, Golf is not a game of rules that are obviously clear all the time. And that makes it even more important to have even enforcement. There should be 
monitors with every group and rules officials and stuff and and every rules and everybody's the group playing saw with it and fellow competitors. Everybody's playing with fellow competitors, and I don't think there's a big conspiracy in the professional ranks to sort of look the other way on rules violations. I really no, do I think, think so that either. people tend to they would tend to um, speak up about that, and I and I do think self enforcement is still effective in golf. So I now think that they should not accept uh, calls from spectators. I agree. Spectators on the course, in theory, it's the same the same thing because certain groups have bigger galleries. Sure, I'd be a little more open to that, but I, I think it's it's not an even playing field. So I think you gotta you gotta discontinue that. Not to mention the PR aspect of it; it looks awful for Dude, the sport. Golf just cannot stop shooting itself in the dick. Or and the, look at the lady other, bits. And, in this, in and, this and look at how other sports suffer from replay. I think it really should just be that sports have replay in in certain limited game situations or something. Yeah. I mean, my God, like maybe the last two innings of a baseball game you have replay, or the last three innings, yeah. or or with when the score is within a certain you know closeness in certain sports you have replay. But this this interminable replay shit in every sport is just death. It's not great. It's so boring. I, I will say this. I like to think of myself as not being a racist. Oh, boy. Look, that's not a good way to start a sentence. <laughs> the, I mean, most people finish that sentence by saying something racist. Um, I believe you said it. Uh, oh, no. Jesus. On, don't do this on, to on me. On a past weekend about stereotypes. And that oh, they're a real time saver. They're a real time saver. They are. Yeah. And as somebody who has lived in Seoul for a couple of years and seeing how as a young Korean gal ended up benefiting from this uh, rule infraction by Miss Thompson. I would venture a guess that there is a 100% chance that it was a Korean that called in on that rules oh, violation. Who knows? Well, yeah, I have no idea. It, it could just be somebody who, uh, some guy who's like a real pig who is mad at hot chicks I for think being it's hot. Some Korean tiger mom. Calling in could be anything. Just want just wants a Korean to win this thing. Doesn't matter. Just call in. Fuck that. Let's let's throw this tournament on its head. Well, it's interesting. You think about the, there's potential for abuse in in this regime where people can call in violations. Yeah. Like in the future, where gambling on golf gets more minute to minute, or even in the current environment, mm-hmm. you could foresee a thing where there's a guy who the you know certain betters or or bookmakers have who is either at the tournament or who is watching like a hawk on PGA tour live or yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, having like proxy people make every call imaginable into the rules people about a potential rules violation. It's ripe for abuse. It's, it's not necessarily, you know, it's kind of like a John Grisham, uh, Tom Clancy theory about, uh, abuse on this, on this issue, but yeah. it could happen. It's just enough already. I don't know why the sports have such a hard time making things entertaining and, and uh, enjoyable for people to watch. Jordan Spieth is leading the Masters by two strokes, heading into the 12th hole, not too dissimilar from last year, only to be told by a rules official that he marked a 11-inch putt one inch off yeah, and that he will right. be assessed a four-stroke penalty. Yeah, that's right. And it, it, <laughs> golf you know, dodged a bullet with 
Dustin Johnson, and yeah, they address they that rule a little bit, but they don't seem to understand the big picture. No. Which is that you can't have this revisionism going on. No. No, you cannot. If And here's the thing. All these groups have rules officials watching them as they're playing. If the rules official whose job, their sole occupation is to make sure all the players in their group are stringently following the rules, watching them do everything, if they don't catch it, it must not be a violation worthy of bringing up and altering a golf tournament over. Yeah, exactly. And you think about these little tiny breaks that are technical rules and fractions. Think about how many of them actually advantage the player. And then think further about the fact that they'll they'll balance out in in the long run. So it really the, the penalty doesn't match the crime and the penalty is applied unevenly. Yeah. So it let's it's enough already. It let's was bullshit. This. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Sorry, well, Lexi, let's let's pray wrong. let's pray that it does not happen in the Masters. Let's pray it doesn't happen with the Masters. Let's just keep our fingers crossed for a good golf tournament Sunday evening, playoff. Rory McElroy, Jordan Spieth. Mm. If it doesn't happen, I want my money back. Exactly. It's the only acceptable outcome. Absolutely. Kasem. Kyle. You are the man. Love you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the Masters, everybody. What a glorious, glorious four days we're Ex- about to expect, enjoy. Expect a recap from us. Oh, uh, just the biggest of recaps. Yes. Absolutely. Night, night right. folks. Thanks, everybody.